0: For single moms and dads, we love you, and today we're going to encourage you like we did yesterday with the people who are sharing their stories. They're in it. They've been through it. They've learned some things. They want to help. They're going to encourage you. We'll get to those calls in a moment, maybe some questions along the way as well. uh, For single moms and dads today, and grandparents who maybe you've stepped in the the gap there to help your kids who have become single parents for any number of reasons, it may be a widow, widower, it may be as a result of divorce, uh, different reasons that you can find yourself as a single parent, and you know the challenges, and boy, if you missed yesterday's show, you really need to listen to it online or through our podcast uh, because there was so much help for you. We're going to carry on with more of that today. I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer and Steven, right here in our Intentional Living Center, and we certainly appreciate hearing your stories on our comment line today at 888 888- H 1717 that's triplea triple 8 1717
1: I have been widowed for almost three years and my youngest daughter is now 19 she was a senior in high school when her dad my husband um, passed away I'm now dating a divorced man with a daughter who's 14 and it's difficult for me to label divorced parents as single parents. I know they have difficulty, but but they're not single parents. Those children still have mothers and fathers who need to learn to work things out for their children, putting their children first and setting aside their own differences. But as a widowed mom and talking to other widowed parents, they truly are single parents. And I think there is a different kind of difficulty and my husband and I were married for almost 30 years and we raised three children and um, that's the most difficult thing is you know not having him available anywhere for my children so anyway just uh, maybe some thoughts um, I, I do get a lot from your radio program and I thank you very much it, it does help me to think about my uh, walk with God and my relationship with God and Jesus every day
0: That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. You know, in an ideal world, that would be true. In an ideal world, those uh, parents would say, we're going to set aside our own immaturities and problems and issues and challenges and grow up and work on agreeing to disagree at times for the benefit of the kids in an ideal world. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it does. Uh, But many times it doesn't. But it's a good good reminder for us uh, today as well. All right. Let me go to uh, Kendra, who's on the phone in Arizona. Hi, Kendra. How are you today?
2: Hi, I'm doing okay.
0: Good. What, what have you learned about this thing of single parenting?
2: Um, well, my husband passed away two years ago. Mm, so. um, my kids were three, two, and seven
0: months. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry.
2: Um, and I've, just, I've learned to put really put my um, trust in God, and people would often say to me, you're so strong and it's not me. There's no way I could do this without relying on God.
0: It's <sighs> even then, more um, it's even more difficult at a season like this at Christmas, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, he
2: so he passed away in um November, so the the first year was all a blur. Um, and and up after, after the first year a lot of pe- a lot of people that originally helping think you're okay and kind of they, they back off and but i'm still here raising i have a two-year-old four-year-old five-year-old by myself um but we i they'll, they'll ask why why did daddy have to die yeah. um and it's it's hard it's hard to hear that um but i just turned them to god i said we'll we'll find out in heaven and um, about six months old, both my older two, four and five-year-old, they did ask Jesus to forgive them and, and clean, wash away their sins. Mm. And especially my four-year-old, who's my son, he seems just very conscious of what God wants him to do. And he's always asking about other people,
4: do they know Jesus loves them?
0: too? Yeah. Well, so. but you've got such a tender spirit, Kendra, and I and I and I think everyone can feel your pain and you make a couple of really important points that I think is important. We know people, we love people, when they go through a loss, then a few months later we think they're all over it and we move on. And uh, those who come along and continue to come along uh, can be re- a very powerful part of a person's life. Secondly, I think sometimes it's hard for us to ask for help. Are you are you the type of person that can ask for the help that you need, Kendra?
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard, but um... Like over the past the past few years, or the past two years, it I have started doing it more because people do honestly want to help. Yeah. But um, there are times where I'll ask and nobody steps up, and th- those are times that it's hard because there's things I can't do myself. But um, just recently, I started a new small group, and um, it's a multi-generational one, and so a lot of the men are retired, and so they're saying I want to help when they came over did my yard work, and um, it's been. Really good to see that group
0: step up. That's good. Well, I appreciate that. Can I can I pray with you, Kendra? Uh, yes. Yeah. What a, especially at this time of year? I mean, it seems like loss just really takes on a a bigger part of our lives. Lord, I pray for Kendra and others who like her today have gone through loss, and this maybe be yeah you know, for many it might be the first season that they're alone as a single mom or dad that you'll give comfort and encouragement and people come alongside. May we each become more sensitive to those around us who have needs and that we'd be willing as we're able to step out and to help and encourage as we do need each other in this community of ours. And uh, thank you for that reminder from Kendra today. Encourage her during this season. Amen. Thank Thank you, you, Kendra. God bless you.
2: Thank you.
0: Hope you have a great Christmas or an encouraged Christmas. A peaceful Christmas, okay? All right. Uh let me go to to uh, Kayla who's in Michigan. Hi Kayla, how are you? Hi. Appreciate your call. What part of Michigan are you calling from today?
5: Um from Detroit.
0: Oh, you're listening to our new 93.1 station.
5: I am.
0: Well, yes. I appreciate you uh, listening and appreciate your call. What what do you want to add on this thing of single parenting?
5: Um, I wanted to add, um, like, to use discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out of a situation. It's been two years, a little over two years now, but um, divorced. It was a situation that led to um, something. It was... Just drama. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: And it wasn't healthy. And I know I'm new and I'm growing, but I do believe God led me out of it because he knew what was coming and meant there was a mental thing behind it.
0: So you've learned to be more discerning in terms of how you relate to your kids and the things you do, more aware of that. Yes. Do you have a good support system? Are you plugged into a church? You have a healthy family relationship.
5: I have been looking into churches. Um, I'm not sure. Um, We're like where to go at this point. Um, but I have been thinking more and more about it though lately because that's something even before I had kids. That's something I knew I wanted my kids to have. Yeah. That community to grow up to be able to grow up around other kids, um, I just think in the situation that it kind of held me like it kind of held me up because of now I I don't know who to trust around me.
0: Hmm. I can understand. I mean, I can I can hear that in your voice. I'll tell you, though, if you can get plugged into the, to a Bible-believing, teaching church with loving people, no people are perfect, people in church aren't perfect, and we need to be discerning. I think that's part of what you're saying, too, discerning in yeah. terms of relationships and, and trusting and, and not being too trusting, and, and that's very understandable. When we get hurt, that's the first thing we want to do. We want to lock the door and protect ourselves, but finding that discernment is a really healthy thing to do. Would it be all right with you if I put you on hold in a moment, Stephen? Our producer could talk to you. Uh, we have a, a full-time community relations person in the Detroit metro area that might be able to give you some names of some churches in your area that might be helpful. We might be able to connect you with some names of some places that you may want to plug into or look at. Would that be okay? Yes. Listen, I am. How long you been listening? Kayla, how'd you find us?
5: You know what? I, I just found you. Like, it's been, like, almost a week. I did didn't know about the station until I just started kind of flipping. You
0: did you see a sign? Did you see a sign, or did you just flip the dial and find us?
5: I just flipped the dial and just found it.
0: Amen. Well, listen, uh, that's a God-appointed thing, and... I hear in your voice that you, you really want to do a good job. And listen, you need to take care of protecting yourself and those kids, okay? You need to be discerning. We all need to be more discerning. And that's, that's perfectly understandable because uh, that's your job, taking care of those kids. You need to do that. Okay, hang on, uh, Kayla. Steven's going to talk to you here in a minute, and maybe we can uh, connect you with someone that can plug you into a church family there in the Detroit area. Hey, listen, I just want to say to all of our new listeners, maybe you just found us at 93.1 in Detroit. It was a huge step of faith to step out to take on a, one of the largest radio stations in in the Detroit metro area uh, that turned from one format of country western music, country music, and a lot of people said, where's my station? And then they hear Family Life Radio and the music and the teaching and everything, that goes on. Um, we're, we're glad to be on the air because of Kayla. That's why we do this. And so I welcome all of you who've been joining us all uh, throughout Southeast Michigan, Detroit, Metro Detroit, uh, over in Ann Arbor. Thank you for being a part of the listening to one, My hometown, by the way, growing up in Berkeley in uh, 12 Mile and Woodward in, in the Detroit area. And, of course, we've got new listeners in Phoenix and Albuquerque and Florida and Kansas all across the network, and we're glad to be able
6: to do it every day. I'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice intentional living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are intentional living and we'll be right back. Sometimes setting goals is a struggle, but without goals, your life can easily get off course. In Dr. Randy's teaching, intentional living in your personal life, you'll learn about the five essential areas of life and how setting goals and establishing healthy habits can get you back on track. If you missed your chance to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. And when you give, we'll automatically give you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox. So don't miss your chance to have your gift matched. Give right now and you'll also receive the Year of Prayer and Purpose calendar each month featuring listener stories, a prayer from Scripture, and practical ways you can activate your faith. Your monthly support helps you live an intentional life for Christ. Call 888 now or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com.
0: Hey, thank you for doing that. We appreciate your support, your prayers, standing with us. We got one purpose. We want to care about what matters most in our life, our kids, our relationship with Christ, uh, with our spouse if we're married with our community, our work, and the things that matter most and be able to declutter the things that don't in our life. That's what we focus on through our ministry here at Intentional Life. Uh, Let's go back. We're talking single parents today. Beverly is joining us in uh, Kansas. Hi, Beverly. How are you?
4: I'm fine. How are you, sir?
0: Good. What have you learned about single parenting? Um,
4: I've learned that um, we, when married... We had children, and they were created out of love. And so we need to remember not to uh, badmouth one another. Um, mm. We made a commitment not to, because when you badmouth your parent, the other parent in front of your children, you're just chipping at your child's soul because that person is a part of him or her. So we made a really big commitment and we really had to work really hard on it, but we chose not to talk badly um, about our each other in front of our children so that they would grow up to be whole people and know that they were created out of love.
0: And were you able to pull that off over the years pretty pretty well? Oh,
4: three wonderful three wonderful kids have three wonderful jobs. They all have good families. Um we've been divorced 20 years so now we're on to the grandparents phase mm-hmm. and we come together for our grandchildren they still they st- still wonder why we're not married but um <laughs> you know we just tell them that we we do better by ourselves but um the grandkids you know they they get the best of us we will take time to um go to the zoo together or maybe go have breakfast together Um, It's not easy all the time, but we want to be present. We want to be present in our children's lives and in our grandchildren's lives, and we don't want them picking and choosing. So we've worked really hard. Um, It hasn't always been easy, but sometimes, you know, I I would leave early because it it got a little bit too much, or he would leave early, but we've learned that – it's okay for us to be in the same room together and to love the people that we brought into this world. Mm. So I just think that people need to remember every time you criticize that little person, you chip at their little heart. And That's right. I, I just didn't want, didn't want that. So
1: um,
0: I, I
4: hope worked really hard.
0: And, and I appreciate you sharing that. I hope our listeners, I hope you've got ears to hear what you just heard. Because if you're bad-mouthing the kid's parents, other parent, because you think that's going to make you feel better or it's your own stuff, two things, and you just heard it. One is your chip. I like how she put that, you're chipping away at their own self. But they're going to grow up someday and they're going to say, you know, my mom or my dad was always bad-mouthing my mom or my dad. Um, and that's not a position of strength or health. It really isn't. And the fact that uh, we can learn to agree to disagree and still have the focus of being a good parent and grandparent, that, that's a huge thing. Talking single parenting today, what's your thought on our storyline, Triple Eight Triple Eight Seventeen Seventeen. eight
3: 1717 Hi, Dr. Randy. I understand and hear that you're talking about being a single parent, and you talked about being consistent, you know, with discipline, what happens with a child if they say, well, I can do this at mom's or I can do this at dad's. But what is some advice in an instance where the parent is deceased and the child is saying, um, if mommy was here or if daddy was here, I could do that or they would let me do that. What is a good response for a child that's dealing with grief and holding them to be accountable and responsible? Thank you so much for your time and all you do.
0: You know, it's, yeah, thank you, Molly, for the question. It's sort of like you're boxing against a, a ghost. You know, you're boxing against someone that doesn't, isn't there. And whenever a person is deceased, we tend to elevate our view and we can project onto that view, not reality. And so I would, I guess I would encourage you, Molly, two things. One is just expect it because it's a pain that they're experiencing in their life. And you just, Ask them to talk about how they feel about that, and you're glad that they can share that with you, that they feel that way, Um, and you certainly appreciate their perspective, and then move on and discipline them anyway. In other words, you don't give in because they tell you the story about if mom were here, or in this case, dad were here, things would be different. Yeah, maybe they would be, but he's not here. I'm here, and this is where we're going. And I think lovingly being able to acknowledge their pain and still be the parent. That's the two sides to the same coin. And keep in mind, if you don't do that, listen, I'm telling you the truth here today from years of experience. If you don't do that, these kids are going to know that they can control you when they bring deceased dad into the picture, right? And so you listen, you understand, you love, and then you you hold them accountable anyway. That That's the best thing you can do all right we're talking intentional living today and specifically about what does it mean as a single parent what have you learned we've got uh, janet calling from arizona with um, a comment today janet go right ahead
1: hi dr andy my name's janet i was a single mom for many years three children and i was a disciplined parent i followed biblical instructions And I have to say, I watch a lot of single parents these days feeling guilty about being a single parent, and they let a lot of their children get away with being undisciplined, being spoiled, and I just have to say I'm so very thankful that I stuck to Biblical guidelines, I was disciplined, my kids have grown up to be wonderful adults, they're very respectful and have progressed to being just wonderfully giving, loving adults. Thank you so much. I do appreciate your program.
0: What habits do you know that maybe you've kept private that you know that are not honoring to God and certainly not beneficial to yourself? Because habits can either be an addition to our life or it can be a subtraction from our life. That's an excerpt from the uh, lesson this month on intentional living in your own life, your own personal life. Uh, And we certainly appreciate those of you who have been praying for us, standing with us, supporting the ministry, being a part of the ministry. Uh, It means a lot, and and we really appreciate it. Uh, If if you haven't done so, can I encourage you, can I ask you today to join in to be a part of the ministry? Your monthly support makes a big difference. Your year-end gift helps. Everything is being matched. We have some friends matching gifts right now. And so all you have to do is call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 1717 and press number two, or you can go online anytime to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Kristen, talking single parents uh, from uh, Michigan. Go right ahead.
3: Well, our daughter was a single parent and she got pregnant at 19 and um, had a son and we just all really decided to sort of rally together and celebrate it. It wasn't cancer, it wasn't a terrible diagnosis,
1: mm.
3: and it certainly was not expected and really um, completely changed her life. You know, it's just one of those things that you you really kind of have to embrace unless you're in the worst of situations. She wasn't with the father at the time and that really didn't work out but we couldn't imagine our lives without him he's now 18 wow and we we just really kind of embraced it and welcomed him of course you know it's our grandson we yes. love him dearly and we just spent a lot of time with him and took him to church and taught him about jesus and you know he knows all of that and we assume that he's saved. He says that he is, and he's just kind of living his life, getting ready to go into the Army now.
0: Mm, well, we hope he does well. We appreciate the service. Let me ask you, how did you parent? Did you, Was your daughter in the house? Was she on her own? Uh, how did you support her without enabling her? And, you know, what was the balance like? How did you guys relate to your daughter?
3: Oh, my gosh, that was tough. That was not easy. That was not at all easy. Um, well, she grew up in a Christian home, She ran away at a young age, 16, 17, found herself pregnant at 19. She moved back home. Then we really tough, tough love. It was was not fun at all, but we actually had to ask her to leave with the baby after she had the baby Mm -hmm. because at the time her lifestyle just wasn't working out and it was the hardest thing we ever did. But we stuck to that. Always told her they were welcome, always, but live up to the rules of the home if you're going to mm-hmm. be there, right? And she
0: came and around? We were willing...
3: She actually did come around, yeah, yeah. I mean, she didn't move back in. She made it. She made it single. She did what she could. It really turned her life around. She says it changed her life. She was said she really was heading down the wrong path, and it showed her who all her friends were and who were not.
0: You know, when you... Uh as a single mom or in this case a grandma uh, when at Kristen when you stand in the gap we make a difference and I just want to say to every grandparent if you have a son or daughter who's a single mom or dad you can make a big difference in their life standing up being who God intends for you to be uh, to support those kids that's important alright I think we have time before before the clock uh, ends us here let's go to Shayna in Colorado uh, go go right ahead <laughs>
7: Hi, Dr. Randy. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I actually just wanted to encourage single parents that I was a single parent at one point, and I had two little boys that I was raising by myself. Their dad was on drugs, and he still continues to be on drugs to this day. Mm-hmm. I have a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old, and I think the best advice that I can give you as a single parent is to heal, to he- to really get in, th- in that place of surrender, submission, and allow God to really heal all of those things in your heart and in your mind and in your family so that He can start something new in you. Years after, I actually got remarried, and I'm married now, and I have three more little boys, so wow. I mean, we have a total of five boys together. And it's it's truly just a testimony of God's love, His grace, and His mercy, and just doing the work with God and allowing Him to heal all of those places so we don't continue the same cycles in our lives over and over again wondering what's going on with this what's going on with this if you don't do the 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 work you're going to continue in the same cycle and that's something that i had to learn as a young single mom and i just like i said i submitted my will to the lord and i said god i can't do this without you Mm -hmm. um and he came through in a in a powerful mighty way and completely restored my life and so i'm just so thankful for for god and for his will and his plan and his purpose in my life and just restoring all the things that were broken in my life, and like I said, me and my husband are just a testimony of his goodness.
0: Amen. I can hear the tenderness in your your call. Really? It also shows a little bit of God's sense of humor. you got five boys. <laughs> 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 that keeps you Not busy. Really. That keeps you busy, I bet.
7: Yes, oh. sir. But I'm, I'm so thankful for my five boys because they're going to be strong, powerful men, that will lead their families and, and be everything that God created them to be in their life and, and purpose and identity. And I'm just so thankful that God is, has trusted mm-hmm. me with them mm-hmm. to to bring that to fruition in their lives. And so I'm so thankful for that. Oh, that's
0: terrific. Hey, Shana, listen, I think you represent so many that we've talked to yesterday and today. One of the things I've appreciated about talking to you all, single parents, is the tenderness about this thing of parenting. Many times those of us who have not been a single mom or dad can take it for granted, take, you know, I'll, my wife or my husband stepping in and, and the fact that you've been through and been hurt and you have that level of sensitivity that God gives you is a really powerful thing for your kids. Let me close with a few verses uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter one about comfort, the comfort we give to each other, the comfort we get from God. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given to us. Isn't that a powerful way to close the show? Listen, you're a single mom or dad. You've been through some things in your life, tough things. You've been comforted. You can comfort others. You can relate because you're there. I think often those who have been through whatever situation it may be can best minister to those going through the same thing behind them in the comfort of God. All right. Thank you all for joining us. If you missed yesterday's show, listen, you need to click on our podcast or come to our website at theintentionallife.com and check it out or wherever you get your podcast put in intentional living. Okay. I'm Dr. Randy for the team here. God bless you. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.